today's episode, we talk about Santa's connection to fairyland, Tolkien as a father, and what really goes on in the North Pole with our book club pick, Letters from Father Christmas by Tolkien. And let me tell you, we have the sweetest, coziest family book club, complete with Christmas Jeopardy you ever did see. This is one to listen to with your kids and anyone else you read the book with. There's sweet baby sounds in the background, sounds of dishes being washed, and I even revealed the answer to the first Jeopardy question too soon. So think of this one like you're in our living room with your book fair friends and families, and you will feel right at home. Welcome to Book Fair. We help thoughtful women find wholesome, life-affirming books for themselves and their families. Are you tired of picking up the latest new release and finding it full of junk you don't want in your life? You are in the right place. This show shares curated content and we do it together within a fun, book-loving community. So pull up a chair at the table and join the feast. Okay, welcome to Book Fair Podcast. Guys, we are here with a beautiful Christmassy Zoom crew here tonight to discuss mine and Nate's new favorite book, Letters from Father Christmas by the one and only J.R. Tolkien. Did you know for years I didn't realize that people were not enunciating the second R and I just thought he had the one R. I, I'm going to tell you all I learned that this week. <laughs> are y'all shocked? Don't be shocked. This is on, this is on brand. <laughs> So we're going to start tonight with a little Christmas Jeopardy. So if you have your Christmas trivia in the back of your mind, pull it to the front. You're going to need it. The prize is fame and glory among the book fair crew. I know you want that. And Amanda, take it away. All right. Well, we are so excited. Thank you, everyone, for coming. And if you're listening to this, we'll read it all out loud. And I want to let you know that this episode is family, whole family friendly. Believers of Santa of all ages are welcome. And we're going to remember that as we're talking about Santa and everything tonight. All right. Welcome to Jeopardy. All right. Here's the categories. World authors at Christmas. Christmas movie lines. Letters from Father Christmas. Christmas title emojis. These are carols or story titles. Dickens or Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a blank because we have five <laughs> categories and this came with six. Okay. I am so excited. <clears throat> we have two team captains joining us tonight. And our first is Ruby, my youngest. If you're a listener, then you've heard of her. And we have Evie. All the way from the snowy wilds of South Dakota. <laughs> so, Elizabeth, why don't you go with Justine and her family? Hi. And Nate and Charlie. And then everyone else will be on Ruby's team. Okay. We're on team pocket knife. Before, before we started recording, Evie told us she wanted a pocket knife for Christmas, which I am in love with. So, yeah. Team pocket knife. Yep. <laughs> okay, so we will let Evie's team pocket knife go first. And we're just going to do one team gets a question and then another team gets a question. So Evie's pocket knife team, take it away. Anybody Anybody I feeling, feeling the category? Christmas title emojis. Uh, Mr. Trevor wants Christmas title it. emojis. Okay. okay. Can we do Christmas title emojis? Great. 
All right, for 200? You want to do it for 200? Yeah. All right. So these can be titles of Christmas carols or Christmas stories. So for the record, are we disqualified if we don't ask it as a, in the form of a question? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Because <laughs> I probably won't even remember to check for that. <laughs> okay. We have the zippered mouth emoji with a picture of a city at night. I read about him. Charles Dickens. <laughs> you are well read. Yes. Yes. So is this the official team answer? I think I have an idea. Go ahead, Mr. Charlie. Oops, sorry. <laughs> what is Silent Night? Okay, we'll give it to you because that was my mistake. Job, Silent Night for 200 points. <laughs> that, that was my guess, but you'll never know for sure. <laughs> All right, next. Okay, Ruby's team. What category would y'all like and how much? How much? Do you have a favorite, Ruby? Um, maybe letters from Father Christmas. Okay, for how much? Sounds great. <laughs> okay. The one who helps Father Christmas pack the gifts and gets into hot water. North Polar Bear. Yes. North Polar Bear. Correct. So team. <laughs> Good job, guys. <laughs> All right, Evie, what does your team want? What do you think? You want to do? You want to do Dickens or Shakespeare? I was gonna say you've read Dickens. I feel like that's it, right? You want to do that one? Yeah. You've read about both of them. Dickens. Do you want to do two hundred? Do you want to do a harder number like six hundred or eight hundred or a thousand? Two hundred. Two hundred. Okay. So this category, you guess, you're guessing who said it, who wrote it. Someone is dead as nail and door. Uh, Charles Dickens. Charles Dickens. Okay, Charles Dickens. Almost. I had no idea. I know. This is a hard one. So in Henry V, Pistol explains King Henry is as dead as nail and door versus Dickens saying Old Marley was dead as a doornail. So very little differences there. And I didn't know when I started researching this, I didn't know how much Dickens pulled from Shakespeare. Very interesting. Okay, Ruby, go ahead. Christmas pile emojis. Okay, great. Here we go. We've got a deer, a red circle, a nose, and a deer. Get it, Ruby, <laughs> you know. Oh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Ah, yes, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, correct. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay, Miss Evie's team. Letters from Father Christmas. All right. I'll go with 400 here. The Children of Snowmen. Snow Babies is correct. Wonderful. <laughs> All right. Ruby, your turn. You want to go with emojis for 600? Sure. Okay. We've got envelope, envelope, envelope Santa. Letters from Father Christmas. Letters from Father Christmas it is. There we go. Good job. All right, Miss Evie. All right, what should we do next? Do you want to do authors or Christmas movie lines? Megan wants to do Christmas movie lines. Can we do that one? Yeah. Okay, Christmas movie lines for, let's do a thousand. For a thousand. Oh, yes, nice. go big or go home. Just because I cannot see it doesn't mean I can't believe it. That would be the Santa Claus, I think. Santa Claus? Santa 
Last movie, the original with Tim Allen. Like that's a good guess. It is, however, the oh, Nightmare oh, Before oh, Christmas. That's a hard. That was a hard one. I wouldn't have known it. Thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, that's a thousand dollar question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Ruby, go right ahead. You want to do emojis again? Okay. Okay. Eight hundred emojis. Up arrow and a house. I think I know. All right. Up on the housetop. Yes, it is. Up on the housetop. And Ruby's unstoppable. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Miss Evie's team. We do. Others at Christmas. Others at Christmas. Okay. I think this might be the hardest category, and um, I'll show you what I mean. The Brothers Grimm's Christmas Tree. So the answers to all of these are common words in Christmas carols that we sing, but they're another language. So you're guessing the word. Oh, is it is Tannenbaum? Yes, very good, Tannenbaum, because they were from bright. Germany. The German word for Christmas tree is Tannenbaum. And this was the 200 one. So <laughs> this is I was over here not. trying to make up a language. I, I was not tracking with you. <laughs> so very well done. Okay. Cool. All right. Ruby's team. What would you like? Should we try the hard one, Ruby? Okay. Maybe just for 400 though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's do it. Dickens Christmas dessert. Mm. If you think about what country was Dickens from? Oh, got it. <laughs> is it a pudding? Is it a pudding? But I don't know if it's figgy pudding because that seems like from a song and not from a book. <laughs> and it, that's right. It's figgy pudding. Yes. <laughs> um. Very well done. These are I more from carols than the stories. All right, Miss Evie's team, what would y'all like? His title emojis. All right, 4,000, the last one in this category. All right, there's a present and a man with a crown on his head. This is the title of a story, hint. Yes. What? what? Very good. Yes, I was like, there's only one king. What do I do? <laughs> I was only for three kings. I know, I was like, should I put three or one? No, yeah. that's perfect. Give to the Magi. <laughs> <laughs> all right ruby's team you want to do letters from father christmas 600 sounds good all righty father christmas's secretary oh do you know it i think so is it ilbreth it is ilbreth ilbreth the elf <laughs> that really has lord of the rings flavor that name that bit yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay Let's see, Elizabeth, do we have one more question for each team? I think let's do one more each team. That's what I was just going to bring up. Okay, great. Okay, what do you want for your last question, Miss Evie? Oh, they're going big, going big. All right, Homer's Santa. If you want a hint, I'll give you a hint. Homer's in Latin, right? Uh, You know what? This one, the answer is in English, but it's, the name we get from Homer's home country, like the legend, the legend. Oh, it, uh, what? Oh, okay. Um, not Père Noël, because that's French. Um, Father. Christ. No, where Homer's from? Where is Homer from? Is he from Italy? Roman Empire. He's, he's from Italy yeah, he's from Greece. He's Greece. I wonder if it's Papa Christmas, but does anybody else have any other guesses? I'm not sure. I'm ready to. I have no idea. I don't. I really don't know. Nope. I don't know. 
So this is basically what's the name of the very first Santa Claus? What legend has it was from Greece. Or if you've seen yeah. the Veggie Tales <laughs> movie of it, like Eldithia. Say it again. Eldithia or oh. or Ithaca. No, what I was thinking was St. Nicholas. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Good try, though. That was. I thought it was going to be something much harder. <laughs> no, you're, you got it. <laughs> Good job, though. Y'all thought through that really well. All right. Ruby's team, last question. What do you think, Ruby? Um, letters from Father Christmas a Thousand. All right. Let's do it. The creatures. Father Christmas uses to kill goblins. Oh, I think I know. Do you know? Is it gnomes? Yes. Good job. <laughs> the red gnomes. Yay. I think Yay. I think y'all skunked us. <laughs> Good job. I forgot to write down a couple of uh, amounts there, but <laughs> well done, everyone. Okay. So on to the book. Did you know before Book Care Podcast was doing this, that this book existed? Only because I walked through a bookstore and it happened to be on the shelf. This year or in previous years? I want to say it was maybe last year or the year before. Um, and it was one of those things that I don't think I took seriously the first time I saw it. Like, I just, I was like, oh, that's interesting. I didn't mm -hmm. realize the depth of what the commitment to his children was. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Um, I, I did not know it existed. And then even when they suggested it, I thought I was going to be reading a story. And when I got it, I had this moment of just complete jubilee of like, this is letters. I mean, it's so obvious now, but like, this is, this is letters he wrote. And what if your dad was J.R.R. Tolkien and just participated in this little act of love and devotion for you over 20 years. And uh, the next question I have is, did who listened to it and who read the book that just go in and get? Amazon has it. Bookstores have it. Both. Nay, you did both. Why did you do both? I don't know, because I like the book so much. What do you like about the book? Um, Polar Bear and the Goblins. When they're fighting each other, it's always funny. <laughs> <laughs> So Nate and I discussed that we really like the music on the audiobook. So if you read the book, I would suggest going and listening to the audiobook. Turn it on while you're wrapping presents. The music between letters, the voices is masterfully done. But if you listen to it on audiobook, which did anybody else listen to it on audio? We did both. <laughs> I uh, I read the first three or four letters last year when I got it. Because I couldn't stand not to take a peek, but it was supposed to be our read aloud for this Christmas. Oh, I still can't so... find it. So I listened oh, to it. Oh, you did find it. Okay. I forgot you had said that. It's going to be a treasure when I do. You'll find it in January. Yes. Right. Well, when the pictures throughout are just amazing the the photos that they took of his actual letters you know someone just typing this up we would have lost so much so the fact that they typed it out for us because writing is tough but then also we have we have his drawings that it's just an intimate little moment in their family so i think i mean they're all standalone there's a little bit of tie of course between but what was your favorite polar bear funny from the book then uh, when when um 
um um he said that um say no more i enjoyed it immensely when he was fighting the goblins <laughs> that was a good one yeah. it's always because all his writing is thick because <laughs> he has why why is this because he has thick? a fat paw <laughs> <laughs> okay who else has a favorite polar bear mishap or funny when he gets lost in the caves for so long and especially because up to that point father christmas has complained often about what a difficult bear he is and then when he's lost there's this great concern of like i actually do really need him <laughs> and um he's he's very important to me um no, don't mind us child just can't drink water properly but we're okay everybody's okay over here um uh but then what what's the what's the do you remember what part we read together of the polar bear and what he did? Um, he was going to get Father's Christmas hat. He was gonna get his hat and what did he do? And he climbed up the pole and it smashed Father's Christmas. <laughs> That was such a silly thing, wasn't that it? That was silly old bear. <laughs> what does he? What does Father Christmas say? He really is a silly bear. <laughs> and and of course it helps that we are reading Winnie the Pooh right now at the same time. So oh, perfect then, uh, silly old bear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. See the the oh, similarity. Silly old bear. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my favorite, I have to share, my favorite is his bathtub mishap. Evie, do you remember the bathtub mishap? So we haven't gotten that part yet. (laughs) Oh, I won't spoil it for you, but it is very, very funny. Maybe you should message me when you read it then and see if you think that could happen at your house. I would say it could certainly happen at my house. (laughs) Um, people falling asleep in the bathtub here and there. I won't say who. The pictures Father Christmas sent to the kids were really funny about that story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ruby, do you have a favorite? Mm-hmm. It was when he fell down the stairs and he said that the reason he fell was that Father Christmas made the banisters. <laughs> the soap. <laughs> they kind of argue like an old married couple, right? <laughs> It's a different picture of Santa than many things I've seen where a little ribbing his pal there and they fight a little bit and he's frustrated, but they love each other. I love their banter too. It's great. And talking about a different view of him is he fights goblins in a battle. Who knew Santa was so tough? Warrior. Yeah. Um, I, another thing that struck me right away when we got the book in is that his house looked nothing like what I thought Santa's house looked like. These drawings are like a tiny little snow cottage, y'all. Maybe this is actually before he moves, but I liked that. You know, talking about him as a father, Tolkien, and his relationship with his children, there were all of these special stamps on the letters. They came dusted in snow and um, all the, the different handwriting for everyone. Postmarked appropriately. Yes. This was his love language to his children, you know, feeding their imagination. And I think is wonderful. And I heard, I was listening to somebody today, actually, talking about how he wrote the first one. And then 
it just, they loved it so much. She just had to keep going. <laughs> and I love the lore and my boys loved the lore, all the languages, the history of it, all the different peoples that are in the North Pole. It's really cool. And you can see echoes of Lord of the Rings in a lot of this. It's really fun. Yeah. Who knew there would be world building in a letter from Santa? But there is, <laughs> there is. I mean, there is fantasy world building. We have several populations. I mean, I counted goblins, gnomes, polar bears, snowman, the gardener. That's the funniest joke I've ever heard. The snowman gardener. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, there was more, right? There were red elves and green elves, even. They each have languages. Um, the gnomes. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Gnomes fighting the goblins. I mean, there's so much there. I also love how he just drops in the fact that, you know, his father is Grandfather Yule and his brother is the green brother. Like, we should just all know these which does tie to actual folklore that he's referencing yeah. maybe something that they would have understood and known about i mean that's that's less common for my knowledge now but i wonder that side of the world those age children would that have been something that they were like oh it's him or were they having to go and run and look up somehow in their in their oxford library <laughs> well i know and i know for him personally in his research um that he studied much of the norwegian folk tales and the old the those old norse languages and so i wonder if maybe he might have drawn on just some of his own personal studies of of coming across those those characters and so whether it was england was aware of those things or just the tolkien family yes. culture was aware of those things um i wondered i wondered how much of that he he drew from his research Absolutely. I think that's a really good, a good yeah. possibility. Yeah. And what a special thing, your family culture, just in a secret little joke we have for 23 years. <laughs> so I have a question. Um, I I forgot to look, but do you know what year he started? Like what year is the first letter? 1920 is what I have here. Okay. 1920 to 1943. His oldest child was nine I don't have that written down but I think I remember that that he had he had asked him and so Father Christmas overheard him asking his dad go ahead Aaron you wonder yeah what? so there's another book by J.R.R. Tolkien that's written for a really young crowd like this um called Roverendum and it's a story of a dog who gets cursed by a grouchy wizard and sent to the moon and all his adventures on the moon. And the moonscape really, really reminds me of the North Pole in this mm. book. So I just wondered what the interplay there was. That one was 1925. So there was a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really close then. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I read that Gandalf was maybe birthed in this in this little endeavor, you know, Gandalf Ooh. has some similarities with Santa Claus there, <laughs> um, which is kind of a funny thing to think about. But I read there's, I don't think anybody is claiming that for certain, but there's a lot of people that really think that that must have, that idea fed. Aaron, I read that Tolkien wrote Roverendum for his second son, Michael, when he lost a toy dog. And if one was going to have a Tolkien verse, that the common factor in all of his writings is the man in the moon. 
the man in the moon fell right out in this book <laughs> and had to stay a few days and rest before going back and putting things together. Okay. I didn't know that. This is my first Tolkien book, so I'm not going to have a lot of lived <laughs> lived experiences through this, but if this if this little book of letters is this great, what would a whole saga be? Um, parents, did you notice any wisdom, sneakily sent wisdom in these words? One of the things that I really loved was his acknowledgement that the kids were getting older and the way that he talked to them about about belief and about you know the younger kids i i thought that was really sweet i i'm not a a tolkien um completist by any 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 stretch of the imagination but but i really liked that yeah i thought that was really sweet too one that i didn't catch the first time through but goblins race in and snatch up all the mechanical toys but then they smash them and just yell about it a lot which sounds kind of like a post-Christmas meltdown to me right <laughs> and and you don't want to be a goblin so <laughs> I'm gonna remember that we don't want to be a goblin um another is that gentle reminder that as you open your package this year just remember there are a lot of people around the world that do not mm-hmm. have a lot this year because they were in the war. Every place in the world was touched by that. And a gentle reminder, I'm not trying to spoil Christmas for you, but do cut, do remember that. That, mm-hmm. that was so sweet and so gently delivered. That and the depression. Yeah. Yes. 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 And I'm thinking more about what you said, Mimi. And I really felt that aspect of him addressing the passage of time and them getting older towards the beginning. He said, there's more and more of you. (laughs) And then (laughs) as they're not addressed to all four of them on and on, and then it's just the daughter. And I felt that. I felt that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Amanda. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say that is the one passage I highlighted um, was his last letter to Priscilla, and just before moving on, uh, I, I, if you don't mind, I would like to read it real quick. Uh, so she ah, says, please, our old friends and their letters. And later on, we hope to come back when they are grown up and have houses of their own and children. I love that <laughs> so much. Yeah. No, I felt that. I'm so glad you read that. That was very touching. And knowing once again, that he's knowing that he's friends with Lewis, who also wrote, I'm writing, you know, I'm writing these stories to you, Lucy, because I know, I know you'll be grown up by the time they're done, but I'm writing them so that once again, you will love fairy tales. I know you'll get there someday. Just it's very much that same theme and knowing their friends. And I know he wrote this for his family. It was probably not shared uh, with, with, I don't know, maybe he did share them in his inkling meetings that, oh, I'm writing to my children again this year. And we're talking about this. I don't know who, what that looks like, but um, knowing that there's that same idea of that you grow up and for a time you're too old for these things but you'll come back to it Mm. um the war aspect that you brought up elizabeth was really touching also and i read that christopher his third he had three boys john michael christopher and then the daughter priscilla and christopher 
fought in World War II. He was in the RAF. And in a letter he wrote to Christopher in 1944, he said, Very much love to you and all my thoughts and prayers. How much I wish to know when you return to the lands of the living and we retell our tales, sitting by the wall in the sun, laughing at old grief. You shall tell me later then, Faramir to Frodo. <laughs> I know. And as he's writing his letter to Priscilla and he's writing to Christopher. It's just very sweet. And there's a, they lived, they had a lot of poverty in his family. They went through this war. They went through marriage issues and some issues with a child of theirs. And, you know, they weren't a perfect family, but they, through all of this, this hope, this magical place where Father Christmas lives, it just comes shining through. The idea of preserving and protecting a space like that within your family is something that I thought a lot about too. Everyone has different Christmas traditions and everyone looks back on them and remembers the fun things. And I think this has encouraged me. Well, and just what you were saying about one son's off at war and we're still writing letters to the younger, you know, we continue, we continue to participate and to make magic for each other. That's, that's a choice that we get to engage in and, and it's Christmas, but it's also every day in, in our civility, in our, you know, we have hard things going at the same time as wonderful things going. And that's a choice that we, we as parents choose, but then also just friends and neighbors choose to, you know, I'm going to show up for you and your fun thing, even though these other hard things are going, that is beauty and character to me to just see that played out. I'm sure it was nothing. It was just, he was just being a parent, but I loved noticing that. Because it's so easy, in the, it's so easy in the hard times to allow for something like that to slip and to slip yes. up and be like, oh, things, things are too hard. This is too difficult. Yeah. I think this reminded me that that actually might be the most important time to continue those traditions. Mm-hmm. You know, poverty can't take that or can't take that. All right. Let me look at what else. Oh, another favorite Polarario. I'm just looking through my notes is him knocking the dad and saying like his letters and drawings looked like old lecture notes. I mean, to make fun of yourself in the form of someone else, that's real art. Real Good art. self-awareness. Sarah. Yes, yes. You have to be able to laugh at yourself. Um, who has something else that can't be missed? Nate. Hey, Nate. What is your favorite? What's your favorite Goblin War scene? Probably when, um, when, um, when Father Christmas came down the stairs and saw, um, polar bear boxing and kicking goblins. <laughs> he was kicking them sky high. So. Yeah. Okay. That, that really was the best part for you, Dad. <laughs> I liked that um, we had the strategy, you know, as you, you, you know, your vampire lore and you know, you're this lore. And so now we know that goblins don't like, what is it? Red. They don't like the color red or was it green? Which one? Forgot one of the colors. Oh, I was going to write it down. One of the section he mentions like, because goblins don't like, and it was red or green. It's green. Yeah. Goblins don't like green. So, they do the know. green smoke. Like they send the green smoke through the caves to get them out. Get them oh, out. Yes. Sweet. So we can wear garlic at um, Valentine or at uh, Halloween. But, you know, at Christmas, we have to have our green. Jeez. 
Keep the goblins on the run. (laughs) Amanda, do you have anything else? Yeah. So talking about preserving this magical place a family has together, after listening to Dr. Reno Laro on the Classical Education Podcast, I am chewing on a theory that the magical place these letters, Father Christmas himself, belong is in fairyland. Because fairy tales give us metaphors for the divine. And Santa does this. He is the spirit of generosity that cares for the children, gives gifts with no desire for anything in return other than the passing on of love and kindness and the giving of gifts to others they come in contact with. I think that was a quote from Dr. Laro and not my notes. (laughs) This idea feeds the child's moral imagination so that his mind has the capability to imagine and understand the real story, capital R, capital S, this image reflects. So this magical place, fairyland, is not an escape from reality, but but a more ancient and true place. And that's why it's so wonderful. And these letters from Father Christmas are so wonderful. I like it. That's a really good thought. That's a good way to consider it. And I think as, because I know Nate and I will continue to listen to this for about 20 more days, but I think different things are going to pop out to me after that. Yeah. He's saying, yes, we'll continue to listen to it. Okay. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us tonight. This has been fun. Ruby, your team is the Jeopardy champion. (laughs) I'm going to have to study up for next year. We have enjoyed this, enjoyed you all, and thank you so much for being a part of this episode. And thank you all so much for the five-star reviews you've been leaving. Keep them coming. And go check out our Facebook group and tell us what did you think about letters from Father Christmas? What was your favorite North Polar Bear moment? And look for a little Christmas gift from us from this episode in the Facebook group. Until next time, I'm a I'm Elizabeth and I'm Amanda and we're all out of order with We're all out of order. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Thank you ladies. <laughs> Thank you. This was fun. <laughs> Thank you ladies and gentlemen and children. Very fun. Be no podcast without you. Merry Christmas book fair family. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this, subscribe to Book Fair Podcast. Join our private Facebook group. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram or email us at chat at bookfairpodcast.com. And you can help us continue to grow. Share an episode with a friend, mention us on social media, and leave a review in your podcast app. We'll see you next Tuesday.